When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, I already have phlegm in my throat, excuse me. Thank you for joining us, thank you for coming back, thank you for everything of all time. All the comments, all the messages, the nice ones anyways, you know who you are. Across from me, as always, eating what I called the ginger snap and he called a tiger mama, it's Cyrus Amundsen. It's a very special cookie. for people on the immune protocol diet, autoimmune protocol diet, excuse me, and it is medium. But let me tell you, let me hold on. Mm-hmm. The amount of butt fuckery that you have fallen for in this idea that someone made a cookie for the autoimmune <laughs> community, get out of here right now. I'm so tired of people going like, no, it's like, my kids won't eat my cookies, so I better pass it on to another bunch of people. Well, let me tell you something, Chad. There are a lot of white moms in this country running blog websites who thoroughly disagree with your assessment. Women named Wendy with an I, and, a, and, and women named Teresa who own domain names like Teresa's Kitchen, and all of them... Go ahead. No, go ahead. You get I it love off. the fact that you, you think I don't know there are a bunch of white moms in this country. That's what got me financially through the lockdown. Because oh, yeah. a lot of these white moms are a subreddit culture that uh, would kill their firstborn for a sourdough starter. However, <laughs> the part of my stomach that hangs over my jeans when I wear a belt looks exactly like a starter, and they love pictures of it. So I know that because that's how I got through the lockdown by getting Venmo payments from these moms to send them some Snapchat. Oh, little, 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 uh, little scant Chad photo. Absolutely. Well, I'm no too, face, I'm, no face, just the, just the tummy. I'm too tight. I thought you were going to be really honest there and say that they're your fan base. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know who my fan base is anymore. Because I'll have, I'll have people waiting in line in Buffalo for the Friday early show, and 36 people show up for the late show. So I got no idea what's happening. Well, white moms hate to stay out late. They're a 7:30 class, uh, 7:30 crowd, buddy. I am two tiger mamas deep, and before we bring our guest in, 
since you're already up in arms about me and my behaviors while being chronically ill, I thought I'd give you a little, a little bit of something that I think is going to make your day. I, so I ha let me preface it with this piece of information. Jenna and I are renting a home. Yeah. And Jenna has her own office. It's a very nice office. It's in the front corner of the house. I'm in the basement, like some fucking house urchin, right? Like I'm, I'm sure. kept below the people area. I'm down here where there's the extra fridge, but it's not a fridge that has, you know, it's like, oh, that's where we keep the meat. You know, it's, it's not a good fridge. Yeah. There's not, the tiger mamas are upstairs. And so uh, when we record stuff, the rule we have is shut your door. Shut the door to the office or shut the door to the basement because I don't know if you've ever listened to someone on a Zoom meeting before, but is it? do you think it's the worst thing in the entire world to be next Never to? Never had to do it. Never had to do it. I assume there are people across this country who divorced after the pandemic because their husband or wife took their Zoom call meetings at the kitchen table. And I am full-on supportive of that decision. That is an irreconcilable mistake. It's interesting to me that that's your hair trigger, even though you just bought a home and then moved across the country to rent a home. <laughs> well, I'm not saying what Jenna's hair trigger is. Obviously, she's a more... <laughs> Can I tell you? She doesn't have one. Yeah. She doesn't have a hair trigger. Otherwise, you'd be living in my basement and we'd be doing this podcast face to face. No, I think if I was living in your basement, you'd still be upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is the doors are shut because it's insufferable to listen to someone on a Zoom call, especially if they have their headphones in, because then you're not even getting the interaction. You're just getting their overly loud voice because people think they need to shout at a computer so everybody hears them. Sure. I come home from physical therapy okay. and I'm in my kitchen and I there's a bone on your body. We might have talked about this uh, before. It's called the pubic symphysis. Have we talked about that bone? Uh -uh. It's it's part of like, I think, the pelvis, hip, SI joint, all that bullshit. But it's right where your pubes are at. And mine rotate. It gets like stuck one direction. And so it needs to be like freed in physical therapy and then it can it inflames, it can be painful. Mm. And they have this new stuff in drugstores called Voltaren gel. And okay. it's like a high powered ibuprofen type medication that you can rub onto your body. Okay. And I came home and I had my lunch and I was really flared up in my pubic synthesis. Synthesis? Synthesis. I think it's okay. pubic symphony, which is just a bunch of pubes playing violin. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all flared up in my pubic uh, symphony. And so I just, you know, I pull my pants down, not like child at a urinal to my ankles, but they're it, to my thighs, my, my shorts and my underwear at my thighs. And I am just, you know, I'm creaming up that spot. And mm -hmm. because my wife and I just aren't communicating great right now and her door was shut, she didn't tell me, and by the way, she had four days to tell me because she communicates with the owners of the home, that somebody was in our home checking the furnaces and that adult man mm -hmm. walked past our kitchen and just 
all of my dick and he reacted this is probably the fourth or fifth time in the last well since we've started this podcast that somebody's seen my dick not on purpose right. and but also not like on purpose on pur- you know what i'm saying but like an, an accidental accidentally seen my dick um and is it is it accidental i mean all we've heard about is a back issue and now you're rubbing cream on your pubes and you didn't know someone was checking your furnaces okay they should put that in <laughs> well first of all to long story short this guy reacted pretty fairly but m- more aggressively than the other situations i've found he like he dramatic made a noise that wasn't really words and then he just goes what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and then he just walked into the living room and the kitchen and the living room are separated by a wall and i'm so through a wall like some weird version of catholic confession apology i'm like no 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 no. i have an autoimmune disease and like i this is voltaren cream it's voltaren cream and that there's no way that guy believes that you know he might have believed that i didn't know he was in the house but he still thinks like, oh, is that your Voltaren cream that you were rubbing on the spot where people start to jerk off? And so, but it got really, because like it was really intense and uh, I felt horrible. Uh, but also, dude, he wasn't wearing a mask. And I haven't had my booster yet because they upped my biologic medicine and they've been trying to figure out when I should get it. And so after this guy saw my dick and just kept repeating what the fuck from the living room, I had to ask him to put his mask on. <laughs> and he just goes, are you serious? And I, I totally backed down. I was like, no, no, do what you got to do. And I just went in the garage and sat in my car until he left. <laughs> It'd have been funny if you'd have been like, no, 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 not on your face, on my dick. I need you to put your mask on my dick because I can't pull my pants up. And it's getting cold in here. If you fix the fucking furnaces, maybe we wouldn't have this problem. The They should put that in the literature, the autoimmune literature. Like, hey, you have uh, psoriatic arthritis affecting your spine. Yeah, well, you're going to deal with a lot of pain. Obviously, there's a mental aspect to it, some depression, anxiety. People deal with that. And be prepared to show your genitals to at least five people over the course of the next three years. The first one I did it to uh, was our original producer, Hot Dogs. Was that what we called him? Was it Hot Dogs? I don't remember. Guac Dogs. Guac Dogs. You nailed it. You're a better person than me. You have a memory. Uh, We record this podcast on Zoom, and it's always about putting or taking on pants. It's a little harder when you got a back issue. So I had gone, and I'd leaned against a counter to, like, put pants back on but I was just I forgot that we left the screen up and and he was doing all his editing and shit after our episode was over and probably for the 35 seconds it took me to slowly put my pants on just just a a screen full of dick so. (laughs) so that's how things are going down here in Ohio well I have an idea sure I love it I love that you are slowly getting kicked out of every community you enter. Yeah. And uh, I would like you to uh, please introduce our guest. Sure. And then while after the guest has been introduced, I'm going to give you a conversation. Okay. And with no background. And I'm going <laughs> to let you guys try to figure out what was happening. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today on the program, we have a good friend of 
Chad and myself, Chad and mine, Chad and my good friend of mine and Chad's. I think it's mine and Wait, Chad's. Wait, am I supposed to introduce myself? What's... I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Ali Sultan. That's me, I think. What? His What's name is Ali Sultan. I was trying to figure out the grammar. Uh-huh. Uh, he came up at the same club as Chad and I. I've known him basically since the moment he stepped on stage. Uh, he was a part of our f- our first and our only live show of Middle of Somewhere. Uh, we love having him. He's open for the both of us a bunch of times. He's very, very funny. We'll tell you about uh, all the stuff he's done and where you can get it later on. Ali Sultan. Hey, Ali. Hey, can I share something real quick about uh, ex- exposing Please. your dick accidentally? Sure. Yeah, uh, so um, I went to a, a doctor and I needed my balls examined. Freeze, 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 freeze. Before you do this. <laughs> Before you do this, so Ali listens to the show. He's said nice things to us about the show before. And I need to say this to our audience. He sent his list. We get a list of of stories that he wants to tell. He sent his list to us. And Chad and I had to ask him if he had heard the Tim Harmston episode. And his response was, no, the last one I heard was the Mike Brody episode. So as this story comes out, audience, understand that this is just happening twice in a row. Go oh, ahead, as, Ali. As, oh, so Tim had a lot of ball <laughs> stories. So anyway, so I have a testicular discomfort that I've had since I was like 12. It comes and goes, and I always think it's cancer. So um, anytime... <laughs> just every, every time. Check, is, it, is it blue balls? <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I go... Yeah, that'd be funny. I have this discomfort that comes and goes yeah. every time I don't come. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, why don't you just try finish jerking off? You're, you, know, you know, you might be onto something because it only happens when I'm single. Um, so <laughs> I go to see a doctor. I haven't been at, at a doctor's office in a while. And they go, just take off your pants and everything. But they don't specify that I have to be on the bed and like put the okay. sheet over me. <laughs> so I'm like butt naked on the chair where you're supposed to like fill the application. <laughs> so she walks in, she sees me there. She goes, oh, whoa. And then I was like, I just got up and started making my way to the bed. And then she left. <laughs> and then all, I, all of a sudden I just hear the whole, like half the staff laughing out loud. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, <laughs> anywhere else but a doctor's <laughs> office. And you're already in Yeah, jail. exactly. <laughs> That's like the one time you get to make that mistake. What what exactly were you there for? So that the whole testicular discomfort has opened um, many awkward situations. Like that was one of them. The other one is I went to my, like I got a primary doctor and she kept insisting that it was gonorrhea. Uh, because <laughs> it was my fault. Because like she's like, I use sexually active and I fist bumped her. And she's like, it's definitely gonorrhea. So she get, she gave me the treatment for gonorrhea twice. And then she'll call me like... Is that, wait, is there is there is there a blood test for gonorrhea? Or uh, there, are doctors there, just there, ballparking There gonorrhea? is a test. But when I have a face that says I will not sue you. So doctors tend to be very unprofessional with me. So like she, she just um, gave me uh, uh, the shot. She said, we'll do the test. But this way you don't have to come back again. Uh, and then sure. she calls me the next day and she's like, oh yeah, everything is fine. And then I come back like, uh, three months later. And I was like, so you just got a gonorrhea test for no, or shot for <laughs> yep. no reason. Yep. 
Also, I think it's adorable. You think it's because you have a face that says, I won't sue you. You have a face that says, I have gonorrhea. I do too. Yeah. That's <laughs> so three months later, I come back. I'm like, hey, I'm still having this issue. And this time she's like, it's definitely gonorrhea. And she feels like, I think she was like, she was trying to prove something. Like, oh, I was right the first time. And then this time she, yeah. brings, she gets like one of those Q-tips and goes inside of my penis. No, no chance. Extremely no, painful. No, the way they used to do STD tests. Yes. Is she 85? She's 35. Uh, 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 she's got like, wow. she's religious. Was Did she, did she like, instead of a stethoscope, did she just have a ball gag hanging around her <laughs> white coat? What? So, because that, her, they haven't, her, that's not how they do STD mm-hmm. tests anymore. But that's back in the day. It was like, yeah. hey, if you want to have safe sex and be a good person, be prepared for penis torture. Yeah, and I, I got a sense that she's really religious because like she would she would say things like, "I think you're having sex for the wrong reasons" and shit like that. I'm like, what what is this? Um, you're not. A th- <laughs> yeah, what do you? <laughs> what is what, what is what's happening here? <laughs> what are you going to to the doctor at your church? What's happening? I know, right. And then uh, this time she gets she puts the thing inside of my penis. She gives me another shot. Calls me two days later. She's like, "Yeah." And she was mad. She's like, hey, it's your, yeah, it's not gonorrhea. Like your STDs are fine. She was, I was like, why are you upset? Why are you upset that I'm clean? And when is this going to, when is this abusive relationship going to end? <laughs> uh, so that's, those are the two. Anyway, so after that, I had to get an ultrasound. So this time she gave me like. So you had to get, and this is where it all comes together for our audience. Yeah, yeah. You had to get an ultrasound. On your nut bag. Yes, <laughs> it's a very. It's so incredible. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Lewis Lee at Acme Comedy Company is like, uh, <laughs> how many minutes do you have? Three. Have you ever had an ultrasound on your testicles? <laughs> then you can work. Those are the two two main components yeah. to working. So here. I go to the ultrasound tech, and I've never had one of these done before. And you know, I'm I'm like I'm hoping no boners, you know what I mean? Because they basically yep, <laughs> they basically have it feels to like, awesome. We covered that last week. It feels super cool. Yeah, so it's gel, and they just like you know, and it, it felt like foreplay the whole time. But it, yeah, absolutely. but it's a very vulnerable thing from your end, so you know you're really embarrassed and shit, and you try mm-hmm. to stay, you know, you try to make this interaction normal. But she was really good at making me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we had like we we had like such good conversations that I forgot about the whole, uh, you know, uh, exam. Her running a wand over your nut bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then afterwards, I'm like, I think we had a good connection, me and this lady. So I come the next day with a basket, and it's like uh, I had a couple of things from our conversation. Like she loved movies. Uh, I had like popcorn and shit. <laughs> No, oh no, you didn't. Is this Stop real, Ollie? Right I swear now. to God. Oh, is this real? I'm, I'm so, very oh, real. Oh, I know, gosh. it's so embarrassing. But I was like 22. Uh, so, uh, like, I, 22 and new to earth? What are you talking <laughs> 22 about? 22 and, you know, I'm from fucking Yemen, bro. I haven't seen a woman until I was 15. So, yeah. <laughs> so I got like a basket. It has popcorn. It has like a note uh, with my number and all this stuff. And I just gave it to the. <laughs> I gave it to the front desk uh, lady, and then I never heard back. You're kidding me! And you never heard back. And then then, that lady, that tech moved probably three or four states away. 
Also, I now think you have gonorrhea. For sure, right? Based on that, based on that yeah. interaction. I was like, you're just out there. We already had third That's... base. <laughs> Why not take her out? <laughs> I just... This ultrasound tech, the doctor, and the original nurse are all living in protection, like witness protection right now together. The doctor actually house. moved afterwards. I don't know. I don't think it was related, but she's she's like in Utah or some shit. You're, you're, you have a Dr. Quinn gonorrhea medicine one. That one, she, she, moved. she moved. Yeah, yeah. So just before we move on to everything else we're going to talk about, you, because this is maybe my favorite story I've ever heard on this podcast, and that's a dramatic statement, but I'm going to stand by it because I love rom-coms. And you, <laughs> while getting your nut bag <laughs> tested for disease and dysfunction, took pieces of a conversation <laughs> and put together an emotionally specific <laughs> gift basket and gave it you brought it in and gave it to the nurse that's the funniest that's i just you're just standing outside by her car when she gets done with work with a bunch of signs they just they fall off on it what the hell was that movie was that the holiday that that happens in love actually maybe is it love actually ollie's just by her car she backs up and so. then slams on the brake and he's holding a sign that says first you grabbed my nut bag and then a sign drops and it says then you grabbed my heart <laughs> the only thing creepier than bringing that gift basket is if you would have handed her lotion separately and go you have to put this in the oh basket. my god dude, you guys are too much <laughs> Just the, you just said we're too much. We're too much. You took a gift basket to a nutbag nurse oh, and asked her out. We're not too much. You, you know what? I don't think you have. I don't think you are a serial killer. I think your nut hurts out of guilt. Yeah, or, excuse yeah. me. I don't think you <laughs> have gonorrhea. I think your nut hurts out of guilt just because you're a serial just killer. Bad karma. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love how you say we're too much, but this story started with you putting your bare asshole on the seat where everyone else has to sit when they get into the examination room. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need, from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours, to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team, led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. All right, I'm, I'm going to be a bully in this episode because you, you make me laugh a lot, Ollie. And you have, you have something that you've told on story or on stage before, but it's just such a funny real life story, and it's it's one of the it's one of my favorite things I've I've heard in the comedy scene the last five years. So I'm going to force you to start out by telling us a little bit uh, about your family's <laughs> experience and your dad's experience in this stepdad, yeah, right? Stepdad, yeah. yeah. Ex stepdad. My stepdad came here on a okay. Ex, uh, on, ex stepdad. Ex stepdad. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack <laughs> yeah, right there. Uh, that seems like a whole other episode. 
My ex stepdad. Ex stepdad. Well, just Can to I, be fair, Ollie's Ollie's mom broke up with him because she found out that he brought a gift ba- basket yeah, to his yeah, proctologist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually helped me put it together. It was really good. Um, yeah. So a real quick story about that guy. That's I just remembered it today and it made me laugh. When I was a kid, when I was like six or seven, I was like looking. Which guy? Uh, same stepdad. He was he married my okay. mom when I was like seven or eight, and I think at the age of eight. Uh, I didn't know how old I was until like I was 15, so I can't, I, I, I can't pinpoint the exact age. But then at that point, I go, I like, I go up to him and I'm like looking for a father figure. I go, "Hey, man, can I call you dad?" <laughs> the guy doesn't have a blink. He goes, "No, man." <laughs> so this is well. What if I brought you this basket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about this gel? Then could I? <laughs> just cold blooded. Cold blooded. I don't think that's a good idea. Not even no explanation. He's like, no, it's just a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my father figure uh and he came here on a visa and when his visa expired he continued to stay which makes you an illegal alien sure, sure. so <clears throat> from time to time the fbi would just show up at our place <laughs> <laughs> from time to time <laughs> they just show up, they just check in and shit and one time they like two of them knocked on our door and my mom opens the door and they say that they want to talk to the guy. I don't want to say his name. Uh, uh, they're divorced. Waleed. They say, we want to talk to Waleed. <laughs> and my mom is like scared and shocked. She's like, I don't know what they want. And I'm like, I have some ideas. I think it's because of the, you know, the, the fact that he's illegal. And then they say, we want to have a meeting at 3 p.m. tomorrow. And that day we had a birthday for my sister. So my mom is like, we need to clean the house for the FBI and make it real clean. I'm like, but this makes us look more innocent. It has like balloons and shit. Uh, and then we cl- yeah. we cleaned up the house. Uh, she made cookies for the FBI uh, and tea. <clears throat> she's- your family really knows how to, your family really knows how to treat, <laughs> treat people in, in the industries around my, you well. My, my mom made, my mom made them a basket. Let's just put it out. And then, um. Uh, they, they came at 3 p.m. They had a meeting with him for like an hour or so. And then they came out and then we found out that they asked him to run for president in Yemen. This was there. This is during the uprise in Yemen. What makes him what made him a uh, uh, candidate for that? Uh, I have no. He oh, he he um, protested at the Capitol and in, in, in Minnesota. And when he mm-hmm. protests, you have to like hand in your ID. So when he did that, they found out. And then they asked like members of the community, he's like, hey, is he a cool guy or <laughs> whatever? And then people, some people vouch for him, I guess. And then they came and like, uh, we, we, we thought maybe he would be a good puppet. The image of Doesn't... the FBI walking into the Yemeni community being like, this Wali guy. <laughs> Is he chill is he or would you say he's like, yeah. is he not chill? Is he like, but you know, for, could overthrow the Yemeni government and become president chill? Or is he more yeah. like weekend barbecue chill? And from their perspective, they think he's trying to get deported. So they're like, yeah, yeah he's a good guy. He's amazing. They don't think he has leadership, you know, skills. They just want him to stay in the country. <laughs> like, yeah, he's the best. <laughs> so that happened. And then uh, with. With the FBI, I mean, who taught them how to trick people? They really started at the top. If they're just trying to get this guy <laughs> Out of the country. back to Yemen, they're like, what if you were president? Get on the play. Like, that's an aggressive starting point. 
So Matt's stepdad at the time uh, was an illegal immigrant. Uh, he His last name was Al-Mujahid, which actually translates to the jihadist. And he went to flight school in the year 2000. These are all facts. <laughs> swear, swear to God, he wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> oh my no exaggeration. God. Like genuinely. Oh, he generally, genuinely, is- generally was going to be a great pilot. Yeah. I mean, when 9-11 happened, he had to have just been like, what the fuck, you He's guys? He's like, oh, f- they fucked it up for me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, when that happens, he's got to be walking around like, who did I tell? Yeah. Who did? Who was I bragging about this pilot <laughs> <Yeah>. shit to? <laughs> Fuck, his MySpace pictures was all of him, uh, all like fucking <laughs> Captain Hats and shit. Yeah. <laughs> You uh, you you mentioned your mom, who I know is wonderful. Uh, you did a she's like crazy supportive. You even did a podcast with her for a while. Yeah. But I also know she has spent a great deal of time intent on making sure you wound up married. Not a great deal of time. Uh, my mom is like not that traditional that way. But one time she was going. No, I, I didn't mean like I didn't mean like. She, you know, there's a, uh, what's it called when you, a dolly, is that it? That's, yeah, I think that Indian word? people stuff. Uh, but like, you, you mean yeah. in like, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Arranged marriages. Yeah, I'm not talking about like that. I th- But your mom, your mom has tried to set you up. Your mom yeah, wants yeah. you to be in a relationship. She did. Well, at one point she did. So at one point she's like, I'm going back to Yemen Ali. Would you, she said this right, like on the way to the airport. She goes, would you like a wife? And she said it like she was selling me produce. And I... <laughs> she she said it like she had a couple in her trunk. She really did. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, would you like a wife? And I was like, you know, I, I guess I can make another basket. Uh, <laughs> 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 then I said, I, th- I jokingly said yes. And then she went to Yemen. And then about a month in of her being in Yemen, my sister, my older sister calls me. And she goes, what is this I hear about you and Suhaila? And Suhaila happens to be my first cousin. <laughs> who who at one point I babysat. Uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I think the difference in years is like three years difference. But, you know, like she, I look at her like a little sister. And then I go, what do you mean? She goes, you know, mom said you said yes. And she said yes. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, I, I didn't know you were like that. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And my sister thinks I'm fucking with her. So I hang up and I call my mom. I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, it's, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we're going to get you guys married. <laughs> I'm like, what? You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, first of all, I, was, I love I was like, I don't want to yeah, interrupt. And yeah. I don't know where this story is. I mean, I do want to interrupt. So why am I lying? I don't know where this story is going to go. But in the last two minutes, maybe two and a half minutes you've said my mom isn't traditional or intent on setting me up and now she is she has arranged you to marry your first cousin no but there's a there's another layer to it which i'll get to so oh, so good. anyways she, she says that and i was like i was joking to begin with you know and and if i did ask you you know put some effort like leave the house don't don't swipe <laughs> don't swipe on the family uh and then <laughs> And then she, um, uh, you know, I call someone other than your siblings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then she, well, obviously I, sh- I shut it down immediately. Uh, and, and, um, like later on, like I, when she came back, she'll try to make me jealous. 
and she'd be like, Suhela got a new guy who's asking to, for her hand. And she'll like show me a picture of the dude and shit. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not working at all. And then uh, later on, maybe like a year later, I go, would you marry your own cousin? Because we don't do that in my family. On my mom's side, my dad's side has some cousin fuckers. But like and on my mom's side, <laughs> we're pretty liberal, you know? Yeah, sure. It was, you you came into that statement with such conviction, <laughs> and then your eyes were like, "Oh shit, my dad's yeah, family." Because you were like, my, "You were like, we don't marry cousins <clears throat> in my dude, family." Dude, my dad's fa- ah, my dad my family dad. are literally like brown hillbillies. That's why, like, I don't get like those like people here that like hate like immigrants and shit. I'm like, you're the same people. You would get along so well. <laughs> I have Trump supporters <laughs> on the half side of my family. Uh, so, so anyways, I uh, I go, would you do that? And she said, she I think she said something in the lines of ew. <laughs> so I thought her real intent was like she wasn't even interested in getting me married. She loves my cousin, and she wanted her to come to the country. And if I were oh. to marry her, I would give her that paperwork. So it wasn't about like about marriage. It was just like a, a you know a felony. <laughs> it would have been nice if your mom would have let you in on the crime, other yeah. than just have like you just have to like your mom's out of the country and you just have to spend a month wondering what's happening inside her brain. <laughs> yeah, I love how you're like, it, guys, guys. It wasn't disgusting. It was just incredibly illegal. illegal. <laughs> so yeah, you you said that. <clears throat> is that a because anytime anybody thinks of cousin marrying, you're right. They do think of like Alabama. Mm-hmm. Is is in Yemen? Is that is there a cult? Is does that happen? Cousin Mary? more often than it happens. You know, cousin Mary. The yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot. Uh, I, I mean, like la- really? last time I was in in um, in Yemen, my other side of the family, which I didn't grow up with, I didn't grow up with my dad, and. Okay. They, I was. Hey, that story's already taken, pal. <laughs> I got you. you. I'm stealing from you and Tim, huh? And then yeah. <laughs> they, they, I was just like, like meeting them for the first time and getting to know them and shit. Half of them were like pieces of shit, and one of them was sure. trying to trap me with her uh, uh, ugly daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do you fuck a cousin, but like you the raise ugliest a nephew one. Or, a, yeah. or a second cousin. Yeah, I was like. Oh. <laughs> She's like, she gave her my number, and then she like called me as a secret admirer. And you know, and you know, basketball is gonna fucking bite, you know. <laughs> so, I'm talking to this girl for like a month, and then I found out she's my first cousin, uh, from from my dad's side. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not really representing my people well on this podcast. <laughs> I, I hate that when you find out you do have gonorrhea, yeah. you just have to call all your relatives. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. That's good. Man, you didn't tell. You know, I, I thought that doctor that you met was a, was a real prick. But if you told her any of this cousin stuff, I think she was justified <laughs> in her opinions. I th- yeah, yeah, for sure. If she finds out that I fucking put on a basket for her. Uh, 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 she just goes, mates. are you engaging in, uh, are you engaging in sex? Do cousins count? I think you have gonorrhea. <laughs> gonorrhea is my guess. <laughs> gonorrhea and diabetes. Yes. So oh. you, you, you don't, you didn't grow up with your dad. No. Uh, much akin to mm. the chatty daddy here as oh, well. Yeah. 
go ahead i have a story for you about my so my dad died when i was 19 and okay and i was in, in north hennepin community college at the time and that week i had like a giant math exam <laughs> and i just wasn't ready to take it so i was like hey man my dad just died I'm not in, emo in an emotional state to like, to, I, like I wrote a nice email or whatever. And it was like, true, he died, but I didn't really feel that way. I just wasn't ready for the exam, to be honest with you. And then I sent him that email and it worked. He was like, oh man, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace and all that shit. <laughs> and, then, and then a year later, I'm in the same pickle. <laughs> There's an exam that I have to take that's really important. Uh, and like I was going to lose my financial aid if I, if I fail the class. So I was like, oh, maybe let me use this same excuse because it worked really well the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the guy's technically still dead. You know what I mean? He, he was. Yep. Yeah, it's true. You can say my dad yeah. died and it's yeah. like, it's not, it's not a, lie. a lie. He's dead. I'm just not. I'm lying about that. I'm admitting that it was a year ago. And plus he wasn't around when I grew up. So like this is his way of like you know you earned that he's paying you his dues he's paying his dues as a, yeah. as a dad in college. This is like your allowance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yes. So I sent the I, I probably maybe forwarded that email. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked the yeah. date on it. Like okay, changed the name and everything. I sent it to the lady, and and then she didn't respond. So I was like, fuck! I gotta show up to the class. Oh, she responded with, "Come to class. We need to talk." And I'm terrified because I'm like, maybe she knows the math guy. And then he's like, sure. he's like, this fucking piece of shit's dad keeps dying every year. <laughs> <laughs> so I show up in the morning and then she just looks like she just has a, a look on her face. And I was like, oh, this is not good at all. Then she just hugs me so tight. Oh, no. <laughs> and she starts crying. And she goes, I'm so like, she lost her father the, the other day. That's what it felt like. And I feel like I'm the biggest piece of shit of all time. And she's like, I'm so sorry. You're going to be okay. And then she starts walking me to the consular of the college. No. Oh, boy. And I was like, hey, I can walk myself out. It's all good. And then I just, I just dropped the class. I couldn't deal with the guilt of like doing that to that lady and then showing up again. <laughs> and then I didn't go to that, school. Yeah. I felt, just... I, I felt like an absolute piece of shit, to be honest with you. Well... I mean, we're supposed to be funny on this podcast, but here's a real question yeah. for the Chad dad, uh, who I often use as an emotional guiding light. That was very nice of that woman. Like, you were a piece of shit and lying about your dad. Yeah. But she, she didn't know that. She thought your dad actually died. It's kind of odd to insist that someone whose dad passed away come to your class you know their teacher yeah so you can emotionally support them right. and take them to the school counselor yeah it is kind of odd you know what yeah that is not, now that thing. i think about of it i can't believe i dropped the class fuck that lady <laughs> i would love to see that conversation she's <laughs> she's weeping and hugging you and like how did he die yeah. and you're just like gonorrhea yeah, go <laughs> It, it runs in our family, so please stop touching. It's genetic, me. yes. Either that or that's like her bit. She's just had so many students lie to her about family oh, members dying that she insists they come in, takes them down to the counselor, and then after you leave, she's like, was it bullshit? This is a real dead dad? This is a fake dead that's dad situation. That's so fucking funny. 
Oh yeah, she brings you to the counselor's <laughs> office, and there's just a lie detector set up. Oh my up. god, I, I wish. She, uh, what if she like <laughs> listens to this podcast? I apologize, lady. You're late. Can I? Can I tell you something? She, <clears throat> she does, does not. not. <laughs> <laughs> she teaches it. Yeah, we don't. We don't have a. We don't have a educated vibe. Yeah, to but us. it's community college. I just, but our listeners are very smart people. Yeah. I will, I will give them that. That's true, but <laughs> nice safe. I, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know that a lot. Of, what class was it? Ah, uh, this was like a. I think it was a. I can't remember. It was a computer science class or some shit like that. Oh no! Yeah, I can absolutely <laughs> yeah. see a junior college computer science teacher bet, listening to us. Bet. That's right up our alley. I think. I think a lot of our listeners listen because they're like, I need to feel smart today. Absolutely. Let me turn on Cy and Chad. <laughs> yeah, I think they want to, I think they want to know when, when they feel like Ollie probably felt after bringing in that gift basket, you know, and they're, they're feeling a little ashamed or embarrassed about themselves. They want to tune in and find out who Cy showed his dick to this week and why they're actually a normal good person. Oh, can I ask you a question? Why are you doing it in the living room? It was the kitchen. The, why the and kitchen? And the reason... Yeah, closer to the food. Doesn't that make sense to you, <laughs> yeah. Ali? Why, why wouldn't not you doing do that? this in like a bedroom after you uh, seven people have seen your dick already? Why not hop in the fridge, making sure, of course, it doesn't shut because you get locked in. But why not hop in the fridge, take all the yeah, lids yeah. off the leftovers, and then do it? How why many people that? you got to me too before this is? Uh... <laughs> I haven't had, I haven't had to apply the Voltaren gel to my pubic symphony. I, it's normally elbows and shoulders, and so I keep all my medications in the kitchen. Because uh, I take a lot of them in the morning with food, and so it just goes in the medicine cabinet. And Jenna, this, obviously this is all Jenna's fault. She didn't tell me oh, yeah. there was a man in our house. Mm. And so I didn't want to, what am I supposed to, take the tube of cream and walk all the way into the bathroom and then come all the way back into the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. No, I just ate. I want to play on my phone. My phone and the food were all in the kitchen. Why am I going to put an extra step in this process? There you go. There you go. That makes sense. Jenna actually called me and asked me. She goes, do you think I should tell Cy there's someone in here <laughs> looking at furnaces? And I said, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. And when he's sleeping, if you could somehow lock up his pubic symphony oh, bone. Cy, how funny would it be if he shows up tomorrow with a basket? <laughs> <laughs> it's just with a mask yeah. in there. It's just filled. It has. It's just a basket. It's got one furnace filter. Yep, a bunch of masks and a bunch of different types of cream. Oh shit! Oh, before uh, before we kick you out of here, oh, can, Ollie, I, can, can I tell you something real quick? The in the vein, yeah. if the, in the vein of community college, do you have two yeah, minutes? Sure. Okay, so uh, we've got a hundred minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm in Yemen. Uh, last time I was in Yemen. I drive for the first time. Have you guys ever like been in a like third world country and you had to drive? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really chaotic. It's not. crazy. It's it's really scary. So I bring my cousin with me to help me out. In what sense? In the sense is there's no traffic laws. Yeah, there's no, there's rules. no rules. It's like uh, there's it's, no stop. It's it's no stops. Yeah. No stop <laughs> signs. <laughs> it's like you're four wheeling with your worst uncles. Yeah, and people like real like people get mad if you follow the law. Like there are traffic laws lights, but if you <laughs> stop for them, people get really mad. And then people will like will do yeah. shit like will get up, like park in the middle of the highway, 
say hello to each other and then like leave you know it's like it's really crazy <laughs> so uh, i get my cousin to like teach me how to drive in yemen and he goes uh first thing first you get a honk and i go why do i have to honk he goes that's how you let people know you're coming there's a lot of alleys and when you honk you let them know you're present i was like that makes sense and then he Ooh. goes second of all you have to take off your seatbelt because the police here they don't make any money and if they see you with a seatbelt, they're going to know that you're American and they're going to like try to harass you for bribes. I was like, you know, Interesting. yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I'm keeping my seatbelt. And I, and I drove for like three minutes and I, and we get pulled over by Yemeni police and I'm kind of like proud cause I didn't realize they they give them cars and they uh, get into the back seat of the car with AK-47, like two of them with an AK-47. Holy shit. Yeah, and they don't even like, I, I love that they don't bullshit you. They don't go, we pulled you over because you're speeding. None of, because there's no rules. They just sit in the back of the seat of the car and they just kept saying drive. And then I'm driving. Oh, I'm dri- I was stressed <laughs> out by the honking part. <laughs> I, I saw you sit down and then heard you go, Ugh. <laughs> About that, I'm just picturing this whole story. Yeah. Picturing that size your passenger, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and stroking out as yeah, they get he's just the rubbing his pubic uh, symphony. <laughs> so I'm dri- <laughs> I'm driving, and I'm looking at my cousin. I'm like, I don't know what to do. They're not saying anything. They're just quiet, and they're holding on to their guns. And I I can put it together. I'm like, oh, they need a bribe, but I don't know what like what's the polite way to do it, you know? And then I look sure. at him, and then he starts talking, and he goes how much you guys want and then they're like this and then i just gave him whatever cash i had they, they were really polite they're like thank you so much and then they left <laughs> and i was like do you want me to drop you back to your car they're like no no here is good <laughs> so wow. i drop them off like five minutes away from their car they get out the car my cousin goes hey man next time just tell them you're american because they don't want to like deal with the american embassy there's a lot of you know you know you have powers in american in yemen at that point uh and i was like okay that would have been nice like fucking five minutes ago like i would have been able to use that you know but then before you handed over all your cash <laughs> yeah then a week later i'm driving up by myself i get pulled over again this time i tell the guy i'm an american and then he goes let me see your uh uh, uh like a passport but i wasn't even an american i had a green card but if you ever look at a green card, it looks really like cool and official. It's very high tech. And I know he wouldn't know the difference and he doesn't know how to read English. And I know if I showed him that, he let me go. But then I didn't, I didn't have my green card. I forgot it. But then I looked again and I saw my North Hennepin college ID. <laughs> Which looks like someone made in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, Sai, I gave him that. He looked at it and he let me go. <laughs> so shout out to North Hennepin. You, what is this? Well, this is a this is a college where you can tell many different professors your dad died. Oh man! Hey, I got to give you guys that uh, that riddle. You guys got to figure out what happened to me. Oh, that's right. We forgot. We got. We got sidetracked. You have a, it's it's a riddle. I'm. It's not a riddle. I'm going to give you the conversation with no backstory, and you try to figure out what happened. And it's a conversation you had. Correct. Am, okay. Am I involved in this? <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. A man said to me, "Lazy," 
And I responded, rich. He responded, living here. And I screamed, woodwork, woodwork. Any ideas what was happening? Sounds like a conversation at Home Depot. My original guess would have been you hired someone to clean up your yard and your leaves. And so one of your jerk off locals, you know, had a problem with that. But the woodwork thing confuses me. Can you give me the, can you give it to me one more time? I'm going to let you know that you're, you're on the money. Wow. Uh, of course I am. Can I, can I, can I get the language so, so, of origin for woodwork? <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened. You're not allowed to park on the right side of the street where I live because it is a curve and the mm-hmm. road gets kind of skinny. So there were three trucks there because people were raking my leaves because I hate yard work more than anything. Sure. And so this guy couldn't get by because someone else was parked across the street. So I'm in the middle of the road trying to help him. And he goes, lazy. And just to be funny, I said, rich. (laughs) Sure. Because thinking he would smile it off. But then he pointed at my house and goes, living here? Ah, that's good. And then it's a 1911 (laughs) house. So I was like, as he drove away, I started screaming woodwork. To defend my oh choice my of God. living in this home. He got you good, though. <laughs> yeah, he was like, living here. <laughs> and, and I did. I mean, if you see my house, you go, oh, yeah. All right, Chad's not yeah. rich. Chad's going to tour until he dies of a stroke at an That's airport. Ollie, can I tell everybody about uh, about where they can find you? Yeah, please do. So he, he was just on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. It was such a good set. Thank you. You're, it you're was dr- such a good set. I watched it several times in a oh, row laughing. I mean, it's... I'm just going to say this. If you're like, everything is wrong <laughs> with America right now, please watch this set. It is. It will smack you right in the face. It's so good. Thank you so much. Your, dr- your dry bar special just came out, which is really, really good. People can get that whole thing on YouTube, right? Uh, it's on their app, dry bar. It's on their app. It's yeah. on the dry bar app. You can get the clips on YouTube. Yes, yes. Uh, two albums, Happy to Be Here and Funny First, right? Yes, sir. You can get those pretty much anywhere. And if they follow you on social media, they can get all your tour dates. I know you're starting to run all over the place now that the world's open. Uh uh, you're Ali Sultan, A-L-I-S-U-L-T-A-N, comedy, on Instagram. Hey, thanks for doing this, buddy. I had a great time. Thanks so much for having me. We had a great time. Thanks for being here. I, now I feel like I have to send you guys baskets. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. But I just want to say quickly, I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.